in this week's episode, Jamie and I discuss um, the Prairie Planner, all my cheese making, our ancient blend hamburger, cheese making in my kitchen, and Jamie, I'll let Jamie talk about her cold and flu season, the remedies that I have that I will go through to help my family. So please tune in. We'd like to give a special thank you to PicoSupply.com for sponsoring our podcast. Welcome to the Homestead Podcast. You are joining co-hosts Carol and Jamie of TwoGalsHomesteading.com. If you found yourself here, that means you are ready to take responsibility for what you eat, your family's health, and your family's well-being while living a simpler life. You can do this and have fun, saving money along the way. Let them help you unleash the homesteader within. By doing more with less, you will gain what is needed to create confidence, impact, and change in your life and the lives around you. Let's start homesteading. Let's start now. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Carol. <laughs> We'd like to thank you for tuning into our podcast. Yeah, who knows what we're going to talk about yes, today. Yes, yeah, we got, we got kind of an agenda here. The first thing I guess I want to talk about was Jill Winger's Prairie Planner. It yes. has now, you've had your copy for yes. a while because you printed it off of the digital copy. Yeah, was that October? Yeah, because I made November. Yep. I added I added two months because I wanted to use it now. <laughs> <laughs> and and you did print it out so that it is regular tablet yeah, size. Yeah, it's 8 by 11. Yep. Whatever, a regular sheet of paper Yeah, is. yeah. So, but her planner is actually smaller than that. Yeah, much smaller would fit yep. in a purse or tote nicely. Yes, yes, it would. And so it starts now. This this one it does start in January. Um, I haven't done anything with this one. I'm oh, I did marking it up. <laughs> I, it just came this past week, and I got it out and um, took a look at it. And it's pretty nice. It doesn't have all the tabs that yours has because yeah. you've you've yes. done a lot of work on yours. I you've a, made I it very user friendly. I have a tab punch. I think it's by We Are Memory. You make tabs for, you know, whatever you want to make, mm -hmm. file tabs and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And so that's what I did. And then I just taped them on there because I do like tab the months. Yep. And Jill's does have some tabs. There's a tab for um, kitchen, garden, and farm. And then there's, she's got a pocket in here too for oh. the kitchen one. There's a, there's actually a pocket to oh. file in there. I haven't looked at this a whole lot. We've had a lot going on in our kitchen and on our farm this week. And so I haven't had a chance to look at it a whole lot. But I'll probably dive into this closer to the first of the year and starting to, to use this. But boy, she's done a fine job oh. on this. Um, I, I think it is very, very user-friendly. It looks great. I love um, the, the weight of the cardstock pages, mm -hmm. which is mine is just regular printer paper, so mm -hmm. it's not as heavy. So I added clear plastic cover on it, okay, a which protector, is good basically. because I just spilled water on it. <laughs> <laughs> I went out here today. Uh-huh. And yeah, and she's got bling on there too. She's got her yeah. granddaughter helped her bling hers yeah. up. So I love stickers and my granddaughter does too. <laughs> yep. I'm looking forward to uh trying this and um I think you said you left the farm, maybe the farm part out. Yeah. Because so you don't have livestock. Yeah, I don't have livestock. I did put the butchering page in there, but did of course did I write down any of that information when I got your hog? No. No. Well, next time maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. I think what happened is that the piece of paper that I would normally get from Thad got lost somewhere. oh okay so that would have all that you know mm -hmm. the weightage and everything on mm -hmm. it and so it's like yeah 
So I kind of know ballpark how much I paid, and we'll see how it lasts, long okay. it lasts me. Okay. Because your hogs are a little smaller than the one I got last year, because right. I have one more pack of pork chops from the one I got last <laughs> November. It was a big pig. Yeah, ours are not that big. Yeah, so, so I expect to go through yours much yeah, quicker. Yeah, because you, you did get a whole hog from yes. us, right? It was a whole hog. Sally yes. buy a hog. Yes, yes, it is. I just had somebody here today was looking for pork, and she was like, you got bacon and I'm like we just we don't sell individual cuts off of a hog because no. I would all I'd sell is bacon pork chops and maybe some sausage probably a pork loin or something like that but I end up with all the other stuff and then we don't have any pork chops or bacon or yeah. anything for us so you really need to sell the you know hog. You, yeah you need to buy a hog or half a hog and yeah. then you can get all the cuts you want and get your bacon and your ham and all those yeah. oh yes ribs too I would never have any ribs because those pork they would ribs. go. Yeah, those yeah, would be would the first go. things yep. to sell. And it's like, then I don't have any of that for myself. And we yeah. kind of like that stuff in our house too, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I can't imagine not, you know, I have done it where I've had to buy from the store and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And you only have what you buy. Right. You can't really, but I really enjoy having it in the freezer. And so when you're grocery shopping, you're like getting veggies, fresh, you know, fruit, some cheeses, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I don't make my cheese as much as you do. <laughs> I can go into a grocery store and come out in a half hour, pretty much have everything for a week, maybe two weeks. Mm-hmm. And you probably haven't been in the meat section at all. No, I'll peruse chicken. Mm-hmm. If, if I know there's a sale and I'll look at the chicken. Homegrown chicken is much more expensive. Yes. And, and so I space that out a little bit. Um, and of course, seafood. That oh, would be something we would not grow here. <laughs> we don't grow shrimp or salmon or anything no, no like that. No shrimp farm here, Yeah, huh? no shrimp farm here. Although, you know, there is a shrimp uh-huh. over by New London somewhere. You know, That's uh, Blum, Blumkiss? Blumkiss has one too. Somewhere. I didn't know about New London, but yeah, I... Yeah, New London has one. I just Lake know Lake Lillian, we, somewhere over there, yeah, there's a say, shrimp farm. When, when you come in from the backside of New London, if you come in from... The, and here we are talking about our local stuff. But yes, I do believe there's a shrimp. I think I've seen a shrimp sign the last time I went through there. But as down that way south of Wilmer, yes, I believe you're right. Yeah. I think there is. It's at, yeah, Madison's friend's family grows... Grow, I don't know. Do you grow the shrimp? shrimp? Ray shrimp. Ray shrimp. Ray shrimp. Probably ray shrimp. But anyway, so I suppose we could do local. I've never even thought about that. I, we don't eat a whole lot of shrimp. I know. We, we would have it every day if we could afford it. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so rich would rich. Would too, <laughs> rich I, is right with yeah, me. Yeah, I was going to say, but I am not a, I'm not a seafood person. I don't do shrimp. I don't. I do a little yeah. bit of salmon. But I always but, look at, you know, every every area has their little niche. Mm-hmm. We're fortunate to have things like that here, you know, breweries, wineries, you know, mm-hmm. bakeries, mm-hmm. you know, home cottage bakers. So I look at every area it always has, ooh, you're lucky you have that there. And so that's one of the ben- one of the perks we have in our areas. Okay. Now, where, where were we? What were we talking about? Now we got off on our... <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, oh, we're talking about the farm part. Oh, the planner. Yeah, the planner. <laughs> Tangent. But, but I would say if, you, if you're interested in a planner or whatever, Jill Winger out of um, Prairie Homestead, Yep. Um, dot com has got a wonderful planner yes. here. I don't know how many she has left. She has a video up. Did you see so her I video? I saw that video. That, oh, my God. The family. <laughs> yep. Been there, done that. You know, family business. You yep. get the kids involved yep. when they're still oh, home. But there are so many planners. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yep. That, was, that was just, it was really fun to watch. So go to prairieplanner.com. Check that out because yep. it, even if you don't order the planner, it's just interesting to see how they process and get all of them mailed out and, yes. and all of that stuff is very, very interesting. Even, they keep that little post office moving there for about a week or so, I'm sure. I even wonder if, if the physical one is 
not available anymore. I wonder if they're still going to make the digital available like they did us. I would assume so. But yeah. I honestly, yeah, I don't know how many more copies of the printed ones Yeah, she it has. sounded like she, they had mailed out thousands. Yep, thousands, yep. It's like so, good for them because, you yes. know, when you take on a new business endeavor and you kind of go, well, that's a lot of money. I hope uh-huh. it works. Yep. Yep. She, but she's really got a really nice, really nice planner. Here. Yes. This should be, it's high quality. I can't wait to start using mine. And I know you're using it. I can see it laying there right in front of yep. you with all your yep. notes and notes. everything. Because I'll think, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And it's like, oh, what was that idea? <laughs> if I don't write it down, it's gone. We got that, which is new for us. Well, new for me, not for you. You've been using yours for a little bit. Anything been going on, on in your kitchen? I know that you had an accident yeah. last weekend. Last, last Friday night, as we quickly, um, my husband's a mechanic, and we had had a customer that had called and said, hey, I can't make it there before 530 to get my vehicle. Can you just put the keys in? He's a good customer. You know, he'll come back and pay mm-hmm. us. He's, mm-hmm. He spends thousands with us every year. I asked Bob when he got home, did you put keys in his car? He goes, oh, I forgot. How about if I shower and you run up there and do that? And I go, sure. And so... (laughs) First mistake. (laughs) Yep. And so I run up to the shop and I'm getting out and it's it's been, it's snowed and then it's been warm enough that it's melting. Mm -hmm. And where I park, it's on gravel. And so it's all froze and it's like a very rough skating rink. I got out of my vehicle and was reaching in my coat pocket to grab the doors for the shop to go inside and my feet went out from underneath me. And I didn't fall forward, and I didn't fall backwards. I fell sideways. Uh-huh. Hence, there was that little moment. I went, oh, that hurts. And then you're laying on cold ice. And then I'm laying on the cold, frozen ground. <laughs> yeah. Very rough. <laughs> yep. And, but I was, fortunately, had grabbed my cell phone and put it in my pocket. And so I unzipped my coat and reached into my sweatshirt and pulled out my pocket and called my husband in a panic. And he came up in a panic, and I had managed by that point to stand up, you know, get myself pulled up, <laughs> and it was very painful. And But we still came out here and saw you yes. guys. <laughs> yes, you did. She come limping in over yep. here. Saturday and Sunday, I pretty much held the recliner down, and everybody kind of helped me. The only thing I really had to do was get up and go to the bathroom. Okay. Because I refused to help yep. for that. Yeah, yeah. And you're walking without a cane yep. now. You yep. came today. Yeah. That's been a few days. Yeah, you said you... I went to the chiropractor, chiropractor yesterday because my neck and shoulders and hips and everything I'm were I'm sure up. you hit hard. Yeah. And so he put, and but he took that ankle and he yanked on it and I looked at him like, that hurt. Mm-hmm. And he goes, sorry, but it needed it. <laughs> and so it's much better today. You know, I'm still, yep. shoulders are still icky and stuff, but there has not been a whole lot happening in my kitchen besides let's survive. Yes. Okay. So you did mention to me that you were going to try to do the ancient blend oh i did do that i did okay. manage to the ancient blend. that's what you called it i couldn't remember what yep. you called it so i made chili mm-hmm. because that's you know that's what we did <laughs> made a big batch mm-hmm. and i knew it could go for a couple days because i was by then i could stand on it but you know i had to sit down i couldn't stand on it long long um made chili the only person i told i told one of my sons I told him I was going to do it, but he wasn't going to be there for lunch. So he's like, oh, okay. But he came back because <laughs> his daughter wanted to go see mama and papa. Okay. And so it's like, so they came back and I added, I cooked some macaroni and threw it in there for him because then Penelope would eat the macaroni. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I could, I could, I, since I knew it was there, mm-hmm. I could taste it a little bit, but it wasn't like cooked liver tasting. I don't know which organ meats did he, did he, but he just, used the pancreas. The kidneys and the liver. Bob and Ben didn't say anything about taste or flavor uh-huh. or anything. And that night when I was feeding it to Penelope and Matt, 
um, I told him what was in there. He goes, well, I didn't even notice it. So that's one thing I did. So and you didn't add any additional hamburger. You just did nope, that straight yep. one pound I that did I one, had. Yep. And it was 50-50, 50 ground beef and 50 the oh, okay. blend. That's how it was. It was 50-50. What was interesting is, though, but when I added the macaroni, I could taste it a little bit more. Oh. So I don't know if that's because it watered down the tomato sauce that I had in there. Because mm -hmm. I didn't add any extra sauce or anything. Nope. I just took, because I had taken the leftovers and put them in pint jars thinking I would freeze them. So I took a quart and put it in with like a cup, cup and a half of cooked macaroni, maybe two cups of cooked macaroni. And so that kind of watered it, you know, the sauce down okay. a little bit. I wonder if the starch had anything to do with bringing oh, maybe that, that starch. out. But, mm. but Did Penelope still was... eat it? Yeah, they ate it. Okay. Well, Penelope didn't because she found an onion. For someone who doesn't know what ancient blend is... I'm going to explain that. Yes, because I was um, like, eh, yeah. what are you talking about? Yep, exactly. And I, well, that's what I did with that too. He's like, well, we can do this. And okay, so ancient blend is, well, that's what Thad calls it. I don't know if there is really an ancient, if, if, if that's just his <laughs> label or what. But what he did for me was he had taken some of the ground beef, because we have quite a bit of ground beef over at the locker. And I had been talking to him about organ meat and how we can get organ meat into our diet. And it actually came from one of my customers who wanted to be able to consume those things. And she's really, really, truly struggling with consuming the organ meats. The smell of it cooking made her sick. She couldn't eat it, even cooked, raw, whatever. So I had talked to him about that. And then he's like, well, we can do this thing. And so you take ground beef and you take the liver, the kidneys, and the pancreas. And you grind that up. And you take your ground beef that's already ground up, of course, and you mix the two. And you can mix it... He mixed it 50-50 for me. Now, my customer who had asked about it, and I had told them about that, they had proceeded to buy a beef from us. And so they had it ground, but they ground it, they had it done 70% ground beef. And now they tried tacos this past week. They were That was on their menu. And I have not heard from them because they'll be here on Sunday for milk. And so I'll hear from them on how that worked for her, if that was something she could she could handle, handle. yeah because she sounds like she's pretty sensitive to that that, that smell that smell and yeah she I could smell it a little bit when I'm cooking it yep. but it wasn't see you got the same experience as me I could smell it too but then I was like okay is it because I know what's in there and no I, I could smell it it wasn't because I knew it was in there mm -hmm. but it wasn't like a real true like liver cooking mm -hmm. smell yeah it, it was like diluted or yeah. something yeah it's just like a hint a hint you could just, yeah. and I have no idea what kidneys and pancreas taste like. No, I so don't either. I wouldn't have any, yeah. any clue on either one of those. But, you know, I did the, I passed it off on my family. Nobody knew but me yeah. that I had done it. Well, you knew it, but you weren't eating it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and they didn't notice it all. And, and unless Madison is listening to this podcast, She's, she does not know no. <laughs> to this day. Rich knows because, of course, he edits the podcast and knows. I haven't made any since. I oh, haven't okay. I haven't done anything so since. How many with pounds it. do you have in the freezer? There was I think he did thirty for me. Oh, and okay. I've given a little bit away to people just okay. to here's some way, you know, ch try, try this it. and see if you can eat more. Because now I'm sitting way. there going, mm, maybe I need to buy more hamburger from Carol and have <laughs> take my heart and liver back to Thad and say, Hey, regrind this. I might do that because I sit and look at it every time I open the freezer going, I need to do something with that. Okay. Yeah, and then, yeah, no. He didn't use the heart in mine. But I don't know why he, he couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why he couldn't unless... Because the, the, the friend that I know that eats liver, he mm -hmm. says he slices it like and eats it like a steak. But, you know, until, you know, is that a mental thing? I don't know. 
I, yeah, I just I, know I don't like the smell of liver and I don't like the texture of liver. That probably is more for me than anything is the texture of liver, cooked liver is, and I'd never eat it raw. That would, yeah. I couldn't do that. See this but, friend that mm-hmm. he yeah, eats I know who raw. you're talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're buying a beef from us. Oh, okay. Yes, and um, she talked to me at length about the liver and the heart and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I so. could see him taking all those organs and figuring out mm-hmm. what to do with them. Anyway, so it worked for your yeah, family then, yeah. so that's good. So yeah. now you have another option to possibly get some of those the, that Those, those nutrition yeah. in you. person doesn't normally eat. You know, think of our ancestors and how they probably they devoured used, all of that they stuff. They didn't waste all. anything, you yeah. know, and if we can figure out how to be able to eat it. How awesome is that? Just yeah. another another thing to add to your immune system and your health and all yeah. that kind of stuff that seems to be something we really need at this point because we are not doing so great as a society, I don't think, with our health. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, we rely no. on pills too much. Yep. And that's coming stuff. from someone who's a nurse. But otherwise, happening in my kitchen, you know, I have plans for tonight. Okay, you've got to plans. To make things tonight. But okay. otherwise, I... um has to do with our subject today. Okay. Okay, so... So what's happening in your kitchen? My kitchen. My kitchen's been very busy because with the pulling of three calves and um, two cows calving in, and we pulled those calves as well immediately, and they've already been sold. They've went to their new homes this past week. Both of those girls, those two that just calf for me, both milk quite heavily oh. for my herd. Yes. You know, they, they wouldn't even make the cut in a, in a commercial right. dairy. But in my herd, they milk heavy. We've had a lot of milk a lot of cream so we have really been making a lot of butter and then I decided we were so far behind because we had so much cream in the coolers I decided to make cream cheese yes that's what I'm excited to try so I I made one batch what I do I, I used a gallon of cream and it was a little thicker than what I call coffee cream and not quite as thick as what we use for butter. It was kind of in between somewhere in there. I use the Cultures for Health cream cheese kit and it's just that there's just a little packet there and you just dump that in your bucket. Making cream cheese is really easy. You bring your, your milk, cream, or combination of the two up to 86 degrees. You put in your starter or your culture. You stir it up and you leave it sit in the pot covered up. And you're supposed to keep it at about 70 to 72 degrees for about 12 hours. And then you pour it out. I have, um, I use cheesecloth in a strainer. You pour it into that, you tie it up and you hang it and you leave it hang until it doesn't drip anymore or it's as dry as you want. Now my timing was off on the first batch. And so it probably hung a little longer than it needed to. So my cream cheese is a little on the drier side. Okay. I used some and I actually added some cream back into it just to make it smoother because it was just a little bit on the dry side. That gallon of cream yielded me six pounds, just a little over six pounds of cream cheese. (laughs) And so then I was like, we still have too much cream. So, and cream cheese freezes fairly well. Yeah. You told Um, me that. And I'm like, I did not know that. Yes. I don't know if store-bought does, but they say homemade um, stuff. Homemade does. And maybe it's because it's a little bit drier. I honestly don't know. Oh. I know I froze. I have froze um, cream cheese from the store before and used it. And I don't remember there being anything weird about it. But I, I've heard people say, "Oh, you shouldn't really freeze it." And I'm like, "Well, I, I uh, whatever. Gal me a rebel, I guess. I don't know. I freeze yeah, it." Yeah, anyway. I mean, what you get from the store yeah. is it's vacuum packed in mm-hmm. aluminum, whatever yeah, those soil, thick, in that foil, foil or whatever yeah. that is. But so then I made another batch, and now this cream was a little bit thicker than what I had done previously, and I got six and a half pounds of 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> cream cheese. And so I packaged that and I didn't let it drain as long. So this one, this isn't moisture. quite as dry. So there's a little bit more moisture in it. And I packaged that last night. So I've, I've got a fridge full of um, so cream cheese right now. So we've got to come up with some cream cheese recipes. Yes. Well, I thought we'd make a cheese ball. Yeah. Because you said you'd like cheese balls. So we thought maybe we'd try that tomorrow. Um, um, another one over. is um, like pin rolls. What do they call them? Where you take a tortilla and you, a ham, ham rolls? What? Do you know what I'm talking oh. about? Or you spread cream cheese yep. on a roll and then put ham cheese or whatever yep. you want and roll them up and then pinwheels. Is that? Could be pinwheels, but um, Rich's sister introduced us to alligator eyes. You take, and let's see, was that? That was a tortilla, cream cheese, piece of ham, and a dill pickle. Oh, okay. And you roll that up. And yep, I I've think they those. call but they're. They're regional. Yes, I was going to say they're different. They're called different things as you Is move this the one the that's state. down in Arkansas? <laughs> I don't know. I think I they're, I want to say they're called pinwheels it up could here. Be. It could be. Yeah, I honestly don't know, but that's pretty good. Yeah, I um, like those. Yep. And I know Madison did one where she had cream cheese that had like chives and it was, you know, an herby cream yeah, cheese. Yeah, you could put like garlic. Yeah, and she, onions. I don't remember what she put in there though. I don't remember she had meat in there. And I don't know if she put a dill pickle in there or she did something else. I don't remember. That's been a little while since she's done that. No, I did make keto macaroni and cheese. And I'm like, it basically was cheesy cauliflower. And so it was like four ounces of cauliflower. Mm-hmm. And so you made a white sauce or you made a cheese sauce. And then you like cooked your cauliflower and then you just put it over. And then okay. you put it in the oven and roast it. And so it, actually Bob liked it. And okay. so that will go, probably go into our rotation and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But that... That only uses four ounces at a time. Now four ounces of cream cheese. cheese? Yeah. Okay. I and then it was it was it was a lot of cheese. So it was like I bet it was probably four or five ounces of because a block of cheese is eight ounces, I think. So yeah, I, usually the big block is. Yeah. Yeah, I used about three quarters of that. I didn't use okay. all of it because what was left over went into those crackers I made last week. Okay, because a lot of my recipe books I have, people throw cream cheese into just about oh, yeah. everything, and my mom never did that, so I never got on the no, cream my mom didn't cheese either. bandwagon, so to speak, or what we used cream cheese to make cream cheese frosting, and she used to sometimes put it on. My mom didn't eat bagels, but she ate other yeah. type things. Like I would buy the flavored from the store, the mm-hmm. flavored tubs that were spreadable. So and that's so that's what I grew up with, and I was not a fan of cream cheese. I didn't like it spread on anything. Besides, I like cream cheese frosting. Don't get me wrong, I like that. <laughs> but um, as far as sugar putting, involved yeah, in it. you know, as far as putting it on toast or bread or something like that, just to, I never grew up with that, and so. I'd, I've never gotten into that throwing cream cheese into something, into a hot dish slash casserole. For those of you not, <laughs> not in Minnesota, Minnesota, I have not, you know, never really yeah. gone down that. But now that I have like a source of unlimited cream cheese. <laughs> um, gallons yeah. of cream <laughs> <laughs> um, But we will be bringing the Avid Armor, the Avid Armor um vacuum sealer happens to be out in our garage at the moment and so we'll probably be vacuum sealing some of that to to get longer storage to get longer storage on that because i probably won't make more cream cheese for a while because it's going to take me a while to go through 12 pounds even if i give you some i think it's still going to take me a while (laughs) it's going to take us a while (laughs) so i think i just had an idea we can mess with rich's hot uh tater tot hot dish Oh, yep. throw cream cheese in throw there. Throw cream cheese. He's shaking his head. No, don't mess with my mess with my stuff. But you know, so I'm probably going to be you know looking for some recipes yes. to try and you know utilize that because you know why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how much frosting can you eat? Yeah, how much frosting can I? How many? How many? What I usually put on pumpkin bars and cinnamon rolls. So <laughs> I mean, not sure we can eat that Definitely. many. <laughs> 
but anyway, so I have I have twelve pounds of twelve plus pounds of, <laughs> of cream cheese in my refrigerator right now, and that's all I've had. I did um, put it into pint jars. I had, and the pint jar does actually it to the top, top is, is four it, no is is sixteen ounces. Oh, okay. I, I use my scale. It, yeah, right to the top. Those jars are very full, and then the the jelly jars or the so that one you couldn't even freeze that because that wouldn't give expansion. No, or... no, nope, you couldn't freeze it. In and those I did, jars. Yeah, I did put some in some baggies, and we'll probably redo those, you know, when, we, when we once we get the um, Avid armor in here. But I needed to do something. I couldn't leave it sitting on my counter yeah. any longer, no. so I needed to get it in the refrigerator. So I thought that was the easiest way to package it for now anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I have also, we also went down the cheese route, and I made another batch of Colby because we got lots of extra milk. In fact, I've got three gallons sitting in the in the milk room right now waiting for me to process into something <laughs> but I did Colby and so I was going to do my, my do the curd thing like I did oh, the yep. very first time I made it because yep. that was a real big hit here everybody seemed yep. to like it but as I'm making it and it was it was after milk I don't usually like to make cheese in the evening because I'm tired yep but I I got it set up and I had it culturing while I was milking cows and so it would be ready for me when I got back up to the house to continue on with the process or whatever. And, oh, I got to the point where um, I had curds and then you needed to bring, you need to bring the curd up to like 102 degrees. Okay. And you're supposed to do it every two, two degrees, every, every five minutes. That's how it's, you're supposed, that's how slow it is. And I'm busy doing this and I, my cheese, it was temping at like 95 degrees. And I'm like, okay, five minutes later, it's still at 95 degrees. And okay, I'm tired. But I'm like, oh, well, okay, so I turn my heat up. I've got a gas so stove. I turn my heat up, and I'm like, three minutes later, still sitting at, at at 95 degrees. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I fiddle around and turn it up some more, whatever, and I'm tired. Remember, I'm tired. So 15 minutes go by. Oh, no. <laughs> and I realized that <clears throat> the burner went out on me, <laughs> and so I had it sitting there. So I don't know how much that affects the cheese. Oh, yeah. On, you know, that warming process, because it's supposed to bring the whey out. That's supposed yep. to help dry it or whatever. So I got it relit and um, did finish it off. Talked a little bit to Kelsey, because Kelsey... Makes cheese more. You know, our number one fan, Kelsey. Yep. <laughs> she she makes cheese a lot. And so I was conversating with her over um, Messenger on Facebook, and she's like, well... I said, do you think, how much do you think it's going to affect it? You know, I've got it up to 102 now or whatever, and I'm just continuing on with what I was, how I was planning That's on going. That's what I would do. She's like, well, she says, you might want to consider making it into cheddar, you know, doing cheddar curds or something like that, you know, doing some cheese curd with it. And I was like, I, it's so late already. I, I can't go through the cheddaring process because there is a cheddaring process and oh, it okay. adds, it adds a lot of time to your, to oh. even when you're just doing curds, you still have to cheddar it. And um, I was like, I just can't. My um, Colby ended up very wet. Um, oh. And so, you know, I bagged it. And, you know, I, I drained it, did it like I did the first time. And I did all that. And I put it in there. I was like, oh, it's got a little bit of a squeak like a curd should. But it just seemed kind of moist. And then, of course, the next day, Rich is home because he works at night. And he's home. He's like, yeah, it just it isn't quite the same. And so we left in the refrigerator for a couple days. And so today, Rich, last night, Rich is like, no, I really think you maybe need to press it or drain it or something. Um, I dumped it out, put it in cheesecloth again, and I've got it hanging in the kitchen right now, dripping. Yep. And there's quite a bit of liquid coming off of it. I did throw some more salt in it 
to help draw oh, that okay. out. And I like salty curds yeah, anyway. I too, so I... I just was like, I'm just going to, I threw in like another tablespoon or so of um, salt. And so we'll see how it goes. But, you know, I don't know how much that's going to change the cheese. I did take notes, which is like, you better take notes because what if it's like the most awesome, awesome cheese ever? And you need to reproduce <laughs> it. I need to do it again. So I have, I took a picture of it and then I took my, my editing program and I wrote all over the picture with that editing program. So I know the date and exactly what I did, how long I waited before I hung it again and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see what it tastes like. <laughs> you know, some of the best things in the world are accidents. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we'll see how that turned out. And then the only other thing I did with, with our milk this week was I did make mozzarella cheese. Oh, yes. And I used the venison for, I can't remember what her, it's venison for something. Uh, yeah, you sent me her links before. Yeah. Anyway, it's called um, Big Batch Streamlined mozzarella cheese that's the name of the recipe and that's the one number one fan kelsey recommends yeah that's the one she uses and so um i made that and once again the 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 mozzarella turned the same way it has for me in the past i know i haven't made mozzarella cheese in many many years but it really i can remember it mimicked it exactly um i get um a cheese that doesn't shred very well and it almost forms like a uh, like a soft rind on it. It's not really a rind, but when you shred it, it like peels back the top and the bottom of the block peels okay. back and it only shreds in the center. And then it's like, um, it's like crumbled. It doesn't shred like cheese. It, it kind of crumbles. Almost so it like looks like it's minced. It's almost like you, when you freeze it, when you have you ever frozen cheese and taken out and then try to shred it? No. It kind of just crumbles. Okay. Kind of like that. But if you looked at it, it almost looks like string cheese when you pull it, when you look at those, the, the soft rind. Um, so I talked to Kelsey a little bit about it and she's like, well, and here's mine. She shows me a picture. I'm like, well, that looks more like mozzarella cheese than what mine did. Mine was kind of almost translucent. It didn't have that white look to it like oh, okay. store-bought cheese does and yeah. where hers did. So she says, well, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to make some mozzarella cheese and I'm going to take notes and then I'll, I'll forward those notes to you. And so she hasn't gotten that far yet. She hasn't made mozzarella cheese she's yet. She's a busy she's, girl. Yes, yeah, she is. She like I said, she makes all of her cheese. She does not buy cheese at the store at all. She doesn't oh buy any goodness. dairy at the store besides ice cream. She doesn't have an ice cream maker. Oh. And so she does buy ice cream at the store, but they don't buy it very often. Um, her son just had a birthday, and so she had bought I an ice, ice cream, cream for an ice cream cake that the, that she made. She made everything else, but she the ingredient of ice cream came from the store. Um, as far as I know, anyway, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Kelsey. Um, she had an ice cream maker and it didn't work for her and she has not replaced it. Yeah, replaced it or um, bought it. She sent it back. She didn't like it. She asked a lot of questions about my ice cream maker. Yeah, I assume you, she's probably going to be getting one. Was it Christmas last yeah, I got, year? Yeah, yep. I've had or it almost it a year. Nope, it was for Christmas. My kids okay. bought it for me and we don't, we use it not real often, but I mean, it makes really good ice cream, but I have. I only have so many containers to put ice cream into and only so much freezer space. So I don't know. I like my ice cream maker. I yeah. think it makes a really good it, ice cream. All the ice cream I've eaten has always been good. Yes, yes. So I and really I've, like that. I've actually had ice cream out here quite a few times. Yes, you have. <laughs> Madison's just telling me, she's like, um, she made herself a, like a coffee malt or shake or whatever last night. She's like, mm, uh, the vanilla is getting a little low here, mom. I'm like, oh, yay, because I have lots of milk and cream. So, <laughs> <laughs> the ice cream machine. Yes, yeah, so the ice it's cream December. machine. Probably, yep, it'll probably come out in, and you know, probably this weekend. I'll probably make some more for her. So she really likes vanilla ice cream. 
That's um, good. It would be good in coffee. Yeah. So we'll go back to the mozzarella for a minute yep. here. And so we did post on the um, small farm sustainability and homesteading group about making um, cheese, making the mozzarella cheese. And if anybody had any hints, and somebody said that you should you should store it in um, salt water. And okay. He, okay. And what I had done is I had made it. And within two hours, I was shredding it and putting it on my pizza. Oh. So I, there was no time to store it in any water. And yeah, I don't know if that would have changed it out. Now, Kelsey told me sometimes she puts just a little bit of milk in hers. And she said she also leaves it sit. She doesn't um, try to use it immediately. But I have watched somebody's video and online, somebody's video, and they made, they were making pizza, and he made everything from scratch. And he, he did, they I mean, they used their own pork for the sausage on the pizza, and he made his own crust, and they made mozzarella cheese, and he had done that all, if did I remember correctly. Could be homesteaders from Arkansas? Could be. I, was it um, Homestead Living? I don't remember, but I watched it, and he just so made it all. Like, and it's like, hmm. so I, I, I'm like, maybe I overstretched it, um, thinking that I made almost like a string cheese. But it still had that translucent color to it, you know, where it looked iridescent. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, it kind of looked like that. And so I'm not exactly sure, but... And I used skim milk. I did not use whole milk. I used skim milk, milk. that the, the milk that we had taken milk off the for the cream um, that morning. So it was very fresh. So I don't know if that makes a difference either. Because I do know I've read that you don't want to use fresh milk when you're making cheese. Oh. It's nice to have it sit for a couple of days so it has a chance to acidify a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I needed mozzarella cheese because we we're on pizza and I didn't have any from the store. So we needed <laughs> mozzarella cheese. And so that's what I did. It tasted okay. It tasted okay on the pizza. You know, that was, it was well, all fine. Well, that was going to be my question. Yep. How did it taste? Yeah, it tasted okay. It, it's melted not, fine? Yeah, it melted like it should. Um, and it, I, I even, I had thrown some of my Colby on top of there. So it, it, I'm not sure what exactly melted where and whatever, but. But it um, all tasted good. Yeah, it tasted good. Um, I would say that it's not as flavorful as the stuff from the store but i sometimes wonder if that's just an acquired taste where you need to learn to like it homemade and not store-bought yes. you know type thing um but yeah it worked it melted i don't know i do i'll do it again but i'm probably going to wait till kelsey gets her notes to me yeah um and so that i can maybe make it a yeah, little bit more like hers yeah <laughs> i've been meaning to because because of how much extra milk and cream you're doing out here, I mm -hmm. thought I need to learn how to make cheese mm -hmm. too, so that I can mm -hmm. get milk from Carol. And because cheese, cheese, we're big at cheese consumption. Yes, we are too. Anything else helping in your kitchen I, besides cheese? I think it's just been cheese. We've just been on, and we, you know, we've made a lot of butter. We've we had to re. Yay! I want some had, of that butter. Yeah, we we had to uh, um, restock our supplies because we were. Yeah, virtually you, out. Yeah, you've been out for a while. Yeah, and so yes, and I I owe you butter because your husband fixed our <laughs> butter churn, and so now I owe you butter. So make sure you take some, some home butter. today. Yeah, he's um, like going. Yeah. Where's my butter? Yeah, where's my butter? I need my <laughs> butter. And yeah, that pretty much covers what's going on in my kitchen right now. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get baking done, but I just haven't gotten there. I've been dealing with the the amount of butter, um, and, butter cream. and cream and and milk and all this kind of stuff. So we haven't had a real big chance yet to do that. But I was hoping well, this weekend. And actually, we've talked about maybe. Making some stuff yes, together. Yes. So we'll we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. We just gotta take one day at a time and your your foot is healing, so yeah, that so I helps. can stand longer yep. now. So that's why I'm thinking, oh, I might cook some things tonight. Okay. Now on to the, the topic that topic I had, of the day. I had kind of picked and I was 
thought maybe we should talk a little bit about flu season because it's we are going right into it yep. here. I think we're going to take a quick break here to hear from our friends from PicoSupply.com. Family-owned PicoSupply.com brings small-town customer service to their online farm store. PicoSupply.com specializes in automatic waterers from top brands such as Mirico, Jug, Franklin, Trojan, and Ritchie, as well as other products for your operation. Find your farm supplies and automatic waterers at PicoSupply.com. That's P-E-T-E-C-O-Supply.com. PicoSupply. And People uh, around me have been coughing. Yeah, and- you've had a lot of... Uck, uck, over there. We've been pretty good over here, yep. but we don't have kids in daycare. We don't have kids in school. Yep. You know, um, we're all adults here. Yeah. We don't have any little kids like you have in your family. And so I thought maybe we should talk a little bit about how we approach the flu season as holistic and trying to keep from buying the cough medicine at the store. Not that you can't, and it's yeah. a product out there you can use, but for those of us who don't want to have food dyes, yes. stuff in there, how we... How we approach it. Yep, how we boost our immune systems, what we use to treat a cough or a sore throat, or I can tell you in my house, we have beef bone broth going almost all winter long. Chastity our oldest, who is disabled, and I are probably the only ones who consume that regularly. The other two members of the household, Madison and Rich, consume it if I put it into something. But they don't sit down with a cup of bone broth and just sip it like you sip coffee or tea. I do. Chastity gets bone broth daily with her diet because she's tube fed. Um, I can control that completely. She doesn't have a whole lot of choice in what I give her. Not that she would know anyway. That's how I do it. And then I also use elderberry syrup in in our home. Other than that, I don't do a whole lot. I've messed around a little bit with um, honey, um, garlic in honey, but I haven't really used it, you know, as they say. Now, I know in your household, you do, and you use essential oils and yep. stuff too. So let's t- let you list. talk a little bit about I have a list what of, you do. <laughs> I have a list of 12 things that I was just like, like going, I need to think. Okay, and, let's and talk you, a little bit about that. And a few that. things I've learned this last year is there are some useful things out of TikTok. Um, okay. Um, there's homesteaders. I've learned a lot of stuff from homesteaders on TikTok. And one of the things was, is um, onion honey is you mm-hmm. chop up an onion and the stronger, the better. So, so like a yellow, yellow or a white? Yep. It, okay. Or even red. Okay. Or, or purple, however you want to call it. But if it's going to make you cry, it's great. Okay. And I'm one of those people, I'll cry. I cut an onion, I'm going to cry. Okay. But anyway, you cut up an onion and then you put, pour honey over top of it and you stir it and you leave it sit. So I have a half a quart of that sitting on my counter and you can smell it. Even, you know, I have a lid on it, but I open it and it's like, whoa, yep, it's onions. Mm-hmm. And then I did the same thing with garlic, like you were talking okay. about. Pour that, you know, I peeled, I think, three bulbs of garlic and then poured honey over it. And I'm stirring that every day. And I've read that you can leave that set indefinitely. And then I cut the gar- cloves of garlic up into what I would consider bits. Okay. So when I stir it, I will take the end of that and I'll grab a piece of garlic and eat it. I was using it as an immune thing because I've had the grandkids. One kid, um, they've had whooping cough in his school and he was coughing really bad. And my my daughter took him in last week and they did put him on an antibiotic because he was so coughing so hard. And he was better Monday when he, he always spends Sunday night at our house. And because his school does a four day week, so Mondays they don't have Mm -hmm. school. And so he stays at our house. 
and he was not coughing at all. So it almost thinks, makes me think, it's like, oh, maybe it was bacterial so that it cleared up so quickly. So I was taking it as, as a preventative. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, I don't want this. I love you, but <laughs> grandma's going to... I do things to help uh, build up my immune system. A couple of those things are I drink kombucha almost daily. Um, I try to drink, drink kefir daily, like fermented vegetables I eat a few times a week, all helping to build up the stomach your stomach and gut so mm-hmm. that it can fight whatever comes at me. But then there are some things that I will do if I feel a scratchy throat come on. And mm-hmm. and that was last night I stayed over my daughter's and she does not have a humidifier in her house is where I have humidifiers in my house. And then I sleep with a CPAP machine where it's blowing, no, uh, blowing cool air in my sinuses and stuff mm-hmm. all night. And so I woke up this morning with a, <coughs> oh no, oh no, I don't want that. I came home and promptly took a spoonful of the honey and garlic and the honey and onion. And then I do, I have essential oils that um, I put them under my tongue. I'm done it enough that I can. Um, Somebody that's just starting out, some of these are what they call hot oils. And you may not be able to do that. And then I would suggest that you get like gel caps and make a tablet for yourself of essential oils. And then you can swallow it and you don't have to taste the the burning sensation under your tongue but okay. like because the first one i many years ago i heard chiropractor on the internet say take all uh, organ uh, oregano oil of oregano put it in a glass of water and drink it oh that was an experience because it's hot i mean we're talking almost like jalapeno what oh you, really yeah burn burn your mouth and so i have like well, I won't do that again. <laughs> now, fast forward five, six years. Now I will. Okay. Because so here, some of the essential oils that I use, um, most of them have something that's called like a thieves on guard or, you know, the, that trinity of cinnamon, clove. I just know them as the blends. I will take peppermint, frankincense, copaba, I think is how you pronounce it, and oregano. And I will put a drop of those. I open them up in a series so that I can drop them under my tongue really quickly because I figure under my tongue they're going to hit my blood system and right. get in there and knock it out. But And then I take a, s- a sip of water and then I swish it around and then you swallow. And depending on the oregano, how it hits your lips and stuff, it may tingle and then I may take just a cracker or something because it seems the cracker will take the burn out of your mouth much quicker. Oh, that's a nice hint. So it's like, so if you're eating jalapenos or something and you've and it's too hot and too intense for you, take a cracker. Like a soda cracker? Like a soda cracker okay. or even just any cracker carb thing, like a piece of bread or something okay. like that. And if you eat it and hold it in your mouth, it'll help absorb some of those oils so that it doesn't burn as much. That oh, stuff. that's interesting. But um, for like my 26-year-old son that is coughing severely this week. <laughs> I put that in a gel cap for him because he doesn't like jalapenos per se. And so I do that to help him get that down into his system. And because okay. he looked at the honey, onions, and garlic and goes, um, no, mom, not happening. He goes, not eating that. I'm like, okay, it's your choice. Yep. He yeah, goes, well, he's 26. Yeah. Yep. He goes, I will go buy cough syrup. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'm not buying cough syrup for you mm-hmm. because I don't want the red dyes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The oh, sugars and stuff that yep. they want, but he he can do that. So, but I will then I will diffuse these oils too. Talk to me about diffusing. How so a diffuser, basically a diffuser is a mini humidifier. You can buy them off of Amazon. Walmart has them now. I've seen, and you put in like eight drops in. It probably holds a cup, cup and a half of water. Okay, the little ones anyway. I have a half gallon one in my bedroom, and it puts out. 
I have to regulate the humidifier on my CPAP because it can put out enough where I've got water running back in my sinuses. <laughs> so, but that helps, you know, especially for like little kids or people that don't want to take oils internally that help get those particles in the air that so you can get the benefits of the oils and inhale them instead of having to swallow them. So this would be a good thing for probably for chastity. Yes. Where, yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't take anything orally. Not yeah. that I can't put it through a feeding tube. Yeah. But uh, diffuser would probably yeah. be beneficial yeah. for her. Yeah. And another way to take them is like, if you don't want to do that, you can put like a drop of like olive oil, uh, Jehovah oil, you know, any carrier, what they call a carrier oil, coconut mm-hmm. oil, put it in the palm of your hand, put a drop of the oil on your hand, rub them together and warm it up and then inhale it. Peppermint oil mm-hmm. um, will help open up the sinuses. And yep. it's not, it's a warm oil, but it's not so much on your hands. Most people's hands are tough enough that you can take it. And then you can actually rub it on, you know, and if you're going to rub it on a child, make sure that you have a carrier oil with it if they have sensitive skin so that you can rub it on them and that they can so instead of like Vicks Vapor Rub, I was gonna say, like yep, Vicks. You, yep, you rub it on their chest, and and actually my granddaughter goes, oil me, grandma, <laughs> and I'm like, going, so if she's coughing and sniffing, I'm like oils, and so she's like all ready for me to oil her. I've been doing that since she was two-ish. And then you just put it on the front, or do you put it on the back? I do well? both. You I do rub both. it on both okay. front and back, chest and stuff. So okay, that's what I do with my oils, and there's lots of oils. I mean, research. There's all kinds of information out there. Do your own research and do what you're comfortable with. As a disclaimer, we're not medical doctors. These are just some things that we do. Um, my kids call it grandma's voodoo. Yep. It's like, grandma, do your voodoo. Because you know, if you can save the expense of going to the doctor or the time of going to the doctor, mm-hmm. is awesome. Well, then there's there's all the, you know, every time you take an antibiotic, you put your body into a bad state. Because you kill good and yeah. bad bacteria. Yep, you kill a lot of stuff. Both the good and the bad are killed and so then your body has to rejuvenate from yep. that. Not that there isn't a time and a place yep. for antibiotics because sometimes they are needed, but yep. I think yep. we overuse them. Eventually they're not going to work anymore. Yep. They, some don't work anymore. And I I, yep. I raised my kids, unfortunately, in the time whereas if they were sick, you took them to the doctor mm-hmm. and they put them on an antibiotic, whether they really needed it or not. But unfortunately that's what my kids were raised that was the era in the 90s that I raised kids I wish I could go back and redo it yeah but well, I, you can only do the best you can yep. with the knowledge you have at the time yep. so you should so, not feel bad about that yeah but you know it is something you yeah. think about and you're like well now I know better <laughs> I'm educating them now about use this only if you really have to so if my grandson responded so well to the antibiotics that they put him on mm-hmm. I'm like going he probably needed them mm-hmm. and so now I will when he's over at grandma's house because he is six. <laughs> but so I will be sneaking some kombucha into his apple juice and a little kefir in with his mm-hmm. milk. And just some of those things to help re- rebuild his gut yeah. flora. Yeah, because that is something that's very important. When you've been mm-hmm. on an antibiotic, you need to help your body out. And yep. not that it won't eventually get there, but if you can get some of that cultured... Go back in there. Yeah, those those good bacteria, get your yogurt in, even if you have to buy the store-bought stuff yep. or whatever. Um, you know, just to help. I mean, because your... there are good brands of mm-hmm. yogurt in the store. Yes, there are. And, and it's just you need to you need to help your gut out a little bit because yeah. I mean, even in my cattle, you know, if we yeah. use something, that's the first thing we do. Probiotics go into the yep. go into the animals to help rebuild that that gut health if they if they need it or whatever. It's really yep. really really important. 
um, to rebuild that should you be on antibiotics. Yep. Because like I said, sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes yep. it doesn't matter. You need, you need that you help. Need help. That's like you know, when I twisted my ankle, it's like, was it broken? I go, I don't know yet. It's the weekend. I won't go to the ER. I'll wait until Monday. And if I still can't stand on it, then we'll go to a doctor. But we'll mm-hmm. go to an office instead of the ER because it yep. would be cheaper. So it's not like I rush out and go to a doctor. Mm-hmm. Wait and see a little bit. and Because we don't have health insurance. You think twice. Yes, you do. That's, That's very up. true. I have health insurance and I still, still think twice. I still think twice because I have a really high deductible. deductible yep. And probably wouldn't use the whole deductible yep, in a nope, year anyway. No. Nope. And so if I have to go to the doctor, it's because it is a medical emergency. Yep. You know, something like that. Even even when you do carry insurance, yep. you don't always go in because not everything is covered and but anyway, that's another yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's another, another story. story. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Um but back to my list. Um, okay. another one I've done is raw garlic. Learn this on the internet, and then okay, and they say just peel it and chew it. Oh, that's very intense too. Yeah, right up there with oil yep. of oregano. So what I, my husband won't ever do that again. <laughs> but what I do is I will make a piece of toast, butter uh-huh. it, crush the garlic through like a garlic press, mm-hmm. put it on the bread, fold it in half, and then eat it because then mm-hmm. it's not coming into contact with your tongue. But I'm thinking the honey garlic will probably replace that in my life now. Probably. Because that was much easier and pleasant to take. Yeah, I would imagine so, you know, that you've got the honey is a little bit sweeter, yep. probably takes that bite out it of it. It takes the, that bite out of it. Um, Chastity, I used to, um, when we, she was fighting cancer, I used garlic heavily on her and she smelled like a garlic clove. <laughs> yep. I kid you not, I could walk into her room and I could smell, I swear it was coming out of every cell in her body, not only, yep. not only her breath, her nose, whatever, it would just reek in there. And so then I have to... Take it it away from her for a little bit because I couldn't stand. (laughs) And I have to take care of her, you know. And it's like, so it's like tone that back down or whatever. And I just did, you know, straight garlic right into her Her feedings, you know, or whatever, because she doesn't have to taste that. I have to smell that. And um, yeah, you can, she smelled like a garlic clove. Well, and my husband, he will, you know, my my test is when my husband goes, "Um, I can smell you. You've had enough. I'm like, okay. Okay, I'll cut it back for a while. But that's one of my go-tos, raw onions. Actually, Bob was talking about his dad the other day. He goes, my, when my dad would get sick, he would eat a raw onion sandwich. Yes, I heard him talk about that. Yeah. Well, that's what you did with the garlic, basically. Yeah, you yeah. had a raw garlic sandwich. Yeah, basically. So it's like, oh, okay. When he goes, he wasn't sick very often. And so, and they were a one income family most of the time. His mom worked off and on, but they had eight kids. And so it's not always possible for mom to go out and make a money. Yep. She made money at home doing other things. So the onions and garlic obviously have some. Yeah, there's something um, in them. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It'd be interesting to research that. Yeah. Because that seems to be a kind of a running common Yep. Thing. Because, I mean, I've heard about, you know, taking a cut onion and leaving it sit in a room. Yep. You know, and just letting it stink up the room, so to speak. Yep. And that's supposed to help. I and putting been... them in your socks and putting socks on yep. and sleeping with onions on your feet. Yeah. Not that I have tried any no. of that stuff, but um, it's now, interesting. Now, when my granddaughter was coughing really bad last week, we had done that. We had cut garlic and I had put one on each end of her playpen. Yes, my house smelled like onions. Garlic or onions? Onions. Onions, onions okay. But yeah, I mean, that's a big one on TikTok right now too, is to cut them up and put them all over your house. If you have, if you're fighting something horrible mm-hmm. is to, and to change them. If you're going to do that, to change them every couple of days. Oh, okay. No, I was just going to ask. So, yep. and so how often do you have to freshen them up, yeah. so to speak? So, so yeah, every couple of days, I suppose, when they start okay. to dry out a little bit. But then let's see, going down my list, um, teas, um, echinacea. I'm sitting here because I woke up with that scratchy throat mm-hmm. this morning. I've got a glass of t- echinacea tea. 
and they say echinacea is something that you need to do right when you feel it coming on because if it's like day three or four they say it's not as effective is what i've read okay so you have a tea bag in here yep. this is from the store yep it okay. is traditional traditional medicine and i read the read the tag it's got elderberry in it too Oh, okay. so that's down on my list here is another thing I do is elderberry syrup. And actually, yep. I ran out of my elderberry syrup this week. So I have to make some. Okay. And you do you get your where do you get your elderberries from? Um, do you have a tree in the backyard? Or no. do you? <laughs> I don't, can it grow in Minnesota? Yes, we have it growing in our grove. Oh. So if you need them, but oh. you need to catch me with it before the birds catch them. Okay. Because um, we'll put that yeah. on the calendar for yeah, next the, year. The birds definitely love, love elderberries. And I, I have a friend who does something with the blossoms too. Oh. She, she uh, does something with the blossoms, but yes, we have, I deliberately, when they put the grove in the new grove in out here, I deliberately put elderberry Elderberry. bushes in. Oh, so I have several out there and I don't tend them. I don't do anything with them. I pick the fruit from them. If I can remember, I didn't do it this year because I completely forgot about it. How many year are you picking it? I want to say it's in September. Uh, Yeah. August, September. Yes. It does grow here in Minnesota. The ones I have right now on the shelf, I bought, uh, they're frontier ones, you know, brand. I I know mountain herbs is very popular with that. I think I bought these off Amazon, a flea market that we like to go to. They have it every weekend from as soon as it's the snow is gone and the ground is walkable. They have this flea market opens until October. It's open every weekend. And this fall, one of the few last times we went, I found somebody there selling homemade elderberry syrup. So I had bought a quart. It was spendy, but I just ran out of it now. So it's you a couple months. Yeah. So, and I so, use that as a preventative. Okay. I will put that in with my kombucha, like a, like a shot, probably a tablespoon. Okay. Two. I was just going to ask you, how do you, how do you yeah. dose that? And then if you're sick, do you up that then? Do you just double more, that? or more you... times a day. You know, okay. I, I don't know if I would take two shots, you know, two tablespoons in a glass by itself. It's really rough. It's very, unless you sweeten it, but this was just, you know, no sugar or anything. I would do it multiple times and I always mix it with my kombucha. So I take that with elderberry syrup. I've never made it myself. I've always bought it before, but I bought berries thinking I'm going to try making it. And Mm -hmm. so I've been researching that and looking at a couple recipes. So that is one of the things I want to try to do either tonight or this weekend and stuff to get that back in my supply so that I have it. Seeing that we're, it's, it's hitting, it's It's here. It's coming. Yep. Last year was a rough winter for my granddaughter started daycare. Yeah. She was sick. Grandma was sick. She was sick. Grandma was sick. At least you don't have her as often now. No. And and she seems to be handling daycare. Well, she's probably got her immune systems now used to the bugs that are there. So she's got a little. Because this was the first cold that she's had this fall winter. I remember last year her being sick a lot. You're like, oh, she's got the crusty nose again or whatever. And yep, that type thing. So So she's getting, you know, she's getting over this cough and everything. You Mm -hmm. know, and I think, you know, all the weird things that I do for her that sneak it in. <laughs> you know, and you, she doesn't get it real consistently either. No. If you think about it, because her mom does not do that. No, her not mom. That, not that that's wrong. Just yeah. that she doesn't do those things. And it's still even a hit and miss type thing. It still seems to maybe yeah. help her. Yeah, I have her. I see her at least one evening a, a week, you know, maybe two, because Matt said he'll come out probably Saturday. So we might make cookies Saturday or something. So she'll get, if she's out there, she'll get a couple doses of it from me. So that's one of them. Um, and another thing is sinus rinses. Um, not, I'm the only one in my house that will do this, where you're yep. rinsing your sinuses with a saline solution. From a doctor, from an allergist many years ago, 
um, that I took one of my kids to thinking he was allergic to dogs. He's not. <laughs> he's really happy he's not. Yep. I had t- been talking to her and she goes, oh, here, take this. And you just fill it full of warm water, put a saline. She gave me the saline packets and then you rinse your nose. I, I, w- I didn't know you could do that. Squirt water up one side of your nose and it comes out the other side. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, so I will do that if it's really getting bad. Yeah, I was going to say, what's that called? Lavage? Is that what that's called? I believe that's what that's called when you do that. But they used to advertise on TV those machines that would do that. They're oh. not cheap, though. So it's cheaper to go get your neti pot, pot from prob- Walmart? Probably. Um, but, you know, this is a machine that, you know, it runs. You. Yeah, it runs everything. But I know several of my customers, my milk customers, use that especially when COVID hit oh, because they say that's where COVID starts is in your nose. Yep. In your nose. And so if you flush that regularly, it reduces the severity of COVID or helps prevent it um, type thing. But that's, they say that's where it starts is in your nose. And so if you can keep your nasal passages clean, clean and spin, I mean, I have people who religiously do that two times a day. Oh, I don't do it that often. Only when I get, only if I think I'm going to get a sinus infection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't have anything like that here. We do not do that here. So I'm the only one. My husband doesn't do, no, he won't. (laughs) No. Well, and actually, he's got kind of a crooked nose, and he okay. says that he, he, I think he's done it once, and he mm-hmm. goes, no. It doesn't, just not a good you know, thing he, for him. You know, he, he didn't feel like it rinsed it out enough or okay. something, I don't know. So oh. he tried it, and that's, yep. okay. Yep, doesn't uh, work for him. Yep. Okay. Another one, um, learned about this from Dr. Jocker on YouTube. Um, he talked about nebulizing hi- a food-grade hydrogen peroxide. Mm-hmm. And so um, I actually went and looked up the video this morning. It's dated December 31st of 2021 where he talks in and then he has links to the peroxide that he uses and stuff like that so that he goes into that. And so we did that last year when we were battling. I was just going to say somebody I know did it. It was you. Yeah. Okay. We, we were doing this last year when we, cause our whole house, you know, my husband and I, when we feel like something coming on, we won't kiss each other cause we don't want, you know, <laughs> one of us only had it and we don't, yeah. have, and if we can stop it from going to the other one, mm-hmm. even though we're sleeping in the same bed, we will do that. I think last year, I don't think we kissed from November until maybe March because one of us was always sick. You know, it, it just kept getting passed around the house. And, and so we started doing this and we felt like it helped, you know, get the junk out of our okay. lungs. So that's, you know, it's another, it's just another tool, another tool for your, you to investigate. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. go, go watch that. I watch his, I mean, he's much, knows much more about it than I do. I was just <laughs> blindly doing what he suggested and see if it worked. Yeah. You're just looking for help. Yeah. We were desperate at that point <laughs> yep. in time. And so yep. we did it. Um, and of course, drink, 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 yep. you know, be it, be it water, you know, juices, well, especially kids. Lemon is really good too. Oh, yes. 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 Lemon um, water. If you can do lemon water or lemon in your tea yeah. or whatever, I've heard yep. lemon is really good for you too. And then my husband's favorite is the, you know, a hot toddy. <laughs> You know, hot toddy before you go to bed, help you sleep. Uh-huh. If you yeah. want to go that route, you know, you're totally <laughs> welcome to. And then, of course, you know, up your vitamin C. You know, are you taking vitamin D? These were things that we, we until COVID hit, you know, in 2020, we'd never really looked at vitamin D or zinc mm-hmm. and some of those other ones. Up your vitamins. Yeah, you know. so you take a good multivitamin. Yep. That yeah, that's a, a good, good place suggestion to start. It's just to over the, at least over the winter months or yep. flu season or whatever is to, you know, find yourself a decent multivitamin and yep. try 
at least start there that give you and make sure you're getting all Your that stuff. Needs, I've heard of people around us that, you know, like in the schools and stuff that the crud is hitting hard this year. You know, the RSV with the kids and everything. Yes, I've heard that. And then whooping cough in my grandson's school. Mm-hmm. I'm like going, you haven't heard whooping cough in years. When his, my grandson's teacher called Jackie and said, I think you need to have Matt or Zane checked out. Because he is coughing really bad. Yeah, and especially if you know that's going through your school or somewhere yeah. where you are quite often that you maybe do need to see a doctor to make yeah. sure that it's you not, are okay. Yeah. You know, and that we're just dealing with a cold and not, yeah. not something Yeah, because I mean, to go, to go and have him say, it's viral, there's nothing I can do. I'm totally fine with that. Then I know that my list of tools that I have in my tool belt, I can start hitting these and mm-hmm. it's going to be probably enough, you know, to help kick whatever it is yep. out. Um, I have one more suggestion. I actually, it was really funny. Well, she I pulled mean, out another tablet, guys. <laughs> well, that's only because I wrote down directions. <laughs> I was, um, I always watch a couple of YouTube videos in the morning. You know, that's when I eat my coffee and then watching this, this garden, garden answer YouTube channel. Cause I love to garden. She has a gorgeous garden. But anyway, then of course, I don't like, I don't think we had even talked about what we're going to talk about today. And this pops up. It's from Homesteading Family. Um, we've watched a lot of them. Yes. We've talked about yep. her. Um, uh, it was an, basically an onion salt poultice okay and so she made she took an onion chopped it up put about a half a cup of salt on it stirred it up and then she made a poultice you know made a pocket with cheesecloth put it on there and closed it up and then she said you put um oil on the person your patient's oil like olive olive oil oil or something yeah just on your to help kind of to like soothe the kind of protect the skin but okay. help kind of help for you know facilitate it moving out through you. You put the oil on, and then you put the because um, you chopped the onion up and mixed it with salt, and then you warmed it for a minute in the microwave or a minute on the on a stove to just get some of those juices moving. And yep. then you made your pocket, and then you laid it on. Have your patient lay down because mm-hmm. they're going to keep it on them for two hours if you can do it. I, wow. I it would be hard with a child. Yep. And so then you put that down. And then if you have a heating pad or like a rice pad that you can warm up in the microwave and put on top of it to help drive it in more. Mm-hmm. And then you put a towel over it and you leave them sit for however long you can, because I can see my grandkids not sitting very right. long. But actually, my 26 year old son that's got this cough right now, I presented this to him at lunchtime. I said, would you do that? He goes, yeah, I could do that as long as I can shower afterwards. <laughs> and I go, yes, you could yep, shower yep. afterwards and stuff. He goes, okay, I will try that tonight. Okay, so we'll update yeah. next time we get yep. together, so, see how that worked for him. Yeah, and so she suggested do it in front and back if mm-hmm. you could get them to lay that long. Put them in bed, put them in front of the TV or whatever. You know, there is a point where you're feeling so sick, it doesn't matter. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're probably napping anyway or something like yeah. that. If you could get them to to rest like yeah. that, you might be able to get by with something like that. I know I saw YouTube oh, okay. as your standard and um, I had gotten an email or something and they were like, here's our flu solution to oh, doing flu. I think I might have seen that one. And um, they were doing hot and cold packs. Oh, they, yes. They laid their patient on a, on the countertop. Yep. He was the little kid. The kid was just laying there. On the, and then they were like, they had boiling, I don't remember if it was boiling hot water. Or warm. Uh, warm water or whatever. And she had towels. And she oh, was yeah. doing cold, hot. Cold, cold hot, hot and yep. it was exactly so many minutes minutes i think it was like maybe three minutes yeah of each and she says that really works it works really well um if somebody's terribly congested or whatever and i thought boy yeah and i mean she had stuff in ice i mean it was ice 
And I was yeah, like, and she had I, a towel down to protect them, you know, yeah, so you their skin put the and stuff. Yeah, whatever. But I thought that was really interesting. So I might have question. to go back and watch that yeah. again. Now that you um, say that, I did go watch that. Would you be able to do something like that on Chaz? Or probably she, not. No, she would not. Because she's very tactile sensitive. And so doing stuff, even, you know, putting lotion on her, she, she kind of goes into a real weird panic and she tries to get it off. I mean, putting chapstick on her because she gets really dry lips. That's yeah. a very common thing for her. And she walks around with, with duck duck lips, as they call them, <laughs> trying to rub it on anything she can. She won't rub it, her hands on it, but she wants to rub it off on you know, the, the pillow, the, you know, the, yep. the mattress or the couch or whatever type thing. Um, she's, so she's very sensitive to that type of, so she, those yeah. type of things. I've been, I've been able to put lotion on her feet, put lotion on, put socks on and put shoes on and then she leaves it. Oh, okay. Um, but if it was moist for very long, you know, if I put a heavy coat on, probably wouldn't be able to get by with that. But uh, yeah, I could never do something where I was expecting do her to lay, lay flat. And put a and, poultice yeah, on her or something. Yeah, put something. I couldn't probably do that. Uh, she wasn't real tolerant of Vicks when I used to use that or anything like that. So she's, she's it's special type stuff that yeah. we have to, to try and um, work with her and that type of thing. But um, Well, you work really hard to keep her immune system strong. Yes, so. yes we do a lot of preventative yeah. type stuff with her to make sure she's good. And, you know, she's been really good since COVID hit. We haven't really had a whole lot of sickness with her, just simply because I think, you know, she's not out in the community. Yep. And I keep, I, I have her, you know, sometimes she smells like a garlic clove. I usually don't do that unless she's sick, but I do a lot of stuff to keep her immune system yeah. up. Well, and that's and so, like today when I woke up with my scratchy throat, I thought, okay, I, I tell you, it's like, okay, I've got yep. a scratchy throat. If you do not want me in your house, I'm totally fine mm -hmm. with it because I don't want to bring it to Chaz mm -hmm. because Chaz doesn't understand being sick. Right. And so I don't want, I didn't want to bring it to her mm -hmm. if, if, you know, but I feel fine now. Mm -hmm. And actually, you look great. <laughs> yeah, actually the story, actually, I was really tired from not sleeping well at uh -huh. somebody else's house, but I was going to tell, I forgot to tell you the story about cleaning up lunch, putting and putting food away in the refrigerator and I'm like going to stir my onions and mm -hmm. my garlic for the day. And I thought, well, I'm going to take some of this to help with the, the gunk. Getting ready to leave and I'm like coughing and gagging and like, oh God, I'm not going to be able to record. And that's all like, we're going to be like time out so we can cough and, you know, pause the recording and stuff. And, and I'm like, huh. But then about halfway out here, I'm like, it just like was gone. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That stuff really works. Yeah, it does. That see, that's like, a great testimonial. Because yeah. it's like my sinus. I didn't think I had anything in my sinuses, but apparently I must have because it was like draining and my nose was dripping and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, going, but that's okay because yep. you need to get rid of that. So that's that's a, yeah. that's interesting that you know because it's all really... those you know it's things like that that happens. Because I can remember the very first time. I don't know. It probably was you know 2006, seven. The first time I ever did the 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 oregano oil and the garlic cloves chewing them because mm -hmm. I was catching a cold and there was an event that I needed to go to that I had to work I, I mean I didn't want to do that to the people going I'm sorry I can't come work because I got this cold they right. would understand yes but I felt like oh I told them I would do this and I thought okay I was desperate and I tried it and it worked and that's what kind of started me down this crazy road of mm -hmm. looking at other ways because normally I would get a cold I would start doing the Sudafed cough syrup and stuff but it was a good 10 days before i even felt maybe a little better because if i got a cold it was no matter how many times a year it was going to be a cold and mm -hmm. i would be not and i was a mom you still had to function you right. still had to feed the family but but i would do it with this 
not feeling good for 10 days. And so when that just like kind of kicked it and it was like two, three days and I was like, oh, I can go, I can go to this event and work. And I was like, that's what kind of started me down this road of looking at alternative ways to help just a common cold, nothing else, just a common cold. And so that's where this crazy, this list, I kind of, every now and then I was like, oh, here's another thing to put on my list of, because I started out having a list. It's like things to try for the common cold. When I did, I pulled out that list and I thought, oh, my list is much longer now. I need to add more to it. (laughs) And so that's where I pulled out my planner and I'm like, and I'm like going, I got 12 things written down here. Well, and that's, actually that's 13 awesome. if you count the one that I have in the notebook. That's, that's awesome that you, you know, document that and you can say, you know, it really does help yep. our family or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, you know, and it's like when it may work one time and it may not, but you never, don't throw it away. Virus is different. I was just going to say everything, each bacteria is different. That's why yep. there's several antibiotics right, yep. out there, you know, because, yep. you know, not everything works yep. for everything. But if you can find something that does yep. work and, you know. Garlic isn't expensive. Onions no. are not expensive. Honey have, might be, but honey's a little expensive yeah, and because you, I use raw local honey. Yep, and it was eighteen dollars a quart. Oh, that's that's costly, but you but, know what? Um, the last time I went to the doctor, that <laughs> yeah. was expensive. Yeah, I was just going to say a trip to the doctor or even med- I mean penicillin's fairly cheap, cheap, but but still. But they're saying there's shortages of things right okay. now. Okay. Oh, I have not heard that. So. I don't know about. Tylenol and stuff like those are shortages right now. And so if I just heard another one yesterday and I don't remember what it was and I went, oh, that's weird. Okay. So let's, let's, let's visit this for a minute. You talked about Tylenol now. So where do you sit on the fever? When you have a fever, fever. when do you treat a fever? Um, I do not treat a fever hardly ever. Because I mean, I, there is a danger zone. Yes, there's a day. You know, that's 103. <laughs> that's when you're looking at, you need to go to a doctor in ER when mm-hmm. it gets up to that high. But like, because um, my son goes, his daughter didn't go to daycare because mom said she had a 99 point something <laughs> fever and that she was giving her Tylenol. And I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, the, your body is getting warm for a reason. It's heating up. It's just like when you sterilize your jars and your canning lids, you're killing stuff. And that's what your body's doing. It's heating up to kill mm-hmm. whatever is attacking it. And so I let the body do that. I mean, yes, you're going to get uncomfortable. 101, the child is not, you know, he's not running around hippy skippy because his body's fighting something and he needs to rest and use, let his body do his thing. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's getting up to 103, and I've never had a child get up to 103, fortunately, personally, you know, I did take ibuprofen on Sunday because I wanted to take a shower and I knew I needed to stand on it and I needed uh-huh. to get a little pain control under there to be able to do that. Right. It was probably the quickest shower I've had in a long time. Yep. But but fever-wise, I just let the body do its yes. thing. The fever fever is a good thing. Yeah. To a point. To a point. There are some things you have to watch out for is how fast that fever comes yeah. on because uh, one that comes on very rapidly, can throw them into a seizure. Oh, okay. Um, but that has more to do with the temperature, not how high the temperature is, how fast it goes. Okay. That's, and you get a febrile seizure out of that. Okay. And I have had that happen to one of my kids where the temp went up really, really high and she and she she seizured from it. That's, that's not real common, but yeah. it can happen. Oh, yeah. I belong to a wellness group and that wellness group really truly believes that you do not treat a fever and um, they 
Some of them let that fever go up to about 106. Um, I've never had that happen to any of my kids. Um, no, I've, I haven't either. For me, 104 is about my limit as far yeah. as because you're pretty darn uncomfortable at that yeah. point. Um, but I don't treat what I call a, a low, low fever, no. anything under 100. Well, for me, anything under 104, I don't treat. But a lot of people are like, until it hits 101, and then people start treating, you know, that's... I, I do not, and I, I run into this with Chastity all the time when she goes to respite or she's in her day program, which did close during COVID, so she's not in one right now. So I think that's why she's probably a little bit healthier yeah. because she's not in that program. But I get a call and they're like, oh, you know, her temp is 100 and 100.4. And I'm like, no, yeah, so? no, you don't treat her. You do not treat her. You do not treat her until it hits 104. Yep. And then, well, she might seizure. No, she probably won't seizure because you already tempt her. You know what her temp is now. It's not that high, you know. Yep. Yes, I'll come and get her from the program because, you you know, their rules are whatever yeah. they are. That's the same thing as the yeah. daycare. If, yep. it's, if it's over, I don't know what it is. If it's 100, she's yep. not supposed yep. to go. Or if she's, yep. I know. just I just don't think a fever is something you should be afraid of. But there is a point where you're extremely uncomfortable and you might yeah. want to take something to take that edge off. You but know, and that's where there are natural, I mean, a warm bath, cool compress of the forehead. Yeah, and the thing is, make sure you're not putting somebody in ice water. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Yeah. You know, I said warm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> not cold. Yep. Warm. Even though you want the body to get warm. So my husband's always thing is, you know, like, I want to throw the blankets off because I'm hot. He goes, no, you need to keep them on and you need to sweat it out. But even just if you stick their feet, take their socks off, stick their feet outside the blanket, but keep your the core mm-hmm. body covered so that you're warming it up. You know, that's why you, you pile on blankets so you can get warm and heat up and kill mm-hmm. that stuff, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So that's where mm-hmm. I sit with yeah. you know, temperatures yeah, and stuff. And then, but you got to do what you're comfortable with. Once yep. again, we're just life experience here and yeah. that's just this how you think it is kind of scary i mean even yes, it is it you know even with my granddaughter and um i wasn't around my grandson when he was coughing at the worst but my granddaughter i was because she couldn't go to daycare and i'm like going oh i just re- bring back memories of you know my kids being sick and not knowing what to do i didn't have my mom was two and a half to three hours away you know my mother-in-law mm-hmm. was three hours away and it costs money to call. Mm-hmm. It's not like today where you pick up your cell phone and you can talk for as long as you want. It, it was ticked off by the minute. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't afford a long conversations. You know, No internet. No internet <laughs> to research. I mean, I've learned more things from the day we've got the internet. Than, mm-hmm. yep. You know, is that we all can share these things so freely is what I enjoy about the yes. internet. There are downsides to the internet, but that's one thing that information is so readily available now that it's not, you have to go buy a $30 book or mm-hmm. even even if when you could get it from the library, it would still take time, a minimum right. of a week to get a book from the library. Because I was a big, I still am a big library yes, person. Yes, I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll look at a book before I decide, oh, yeah, I want this book in my library. So I have the information at my fingertips. But Okay. All right. Uh, now I'd say if you have an infant in that, that might be a little bit yes, different. Yes, there's difference yeah, yes. with but, you you know, know, ages of children yep. matter or the patient yep. matters. I always say Follow your gut. If that is scaring you, then you need to do something yep. about it. If you need the reassurance of the doctor or a professional, yes, mm-hmm. go have yep. them checked out. And yep. for them to go, it's a viral thing. I can't do anything about it. You know, like the prescriptions aren't going to, uh, antibiotics not mm-hmm. going to help it. Then you know, okay, I can go back to my list here and yep. treat it. Granted, uh, infants, let me go back to the honey thing. Is that under yep. one? You do not want to give them honey. Because okay. of the bacteria that in their bodies can't fight that. Right. That's and so that's the only thing. Don't don't give honey to under one year olds. But 
but honey will help get some of this into older ones. Okay. I think my list is exhausted. Yeah, I think, I think we've exhausted the list. The only other thing I was going to just mention, we, we've been talking about honey quite heavily, and oh, yes. we are considering actually bringing honey bees onto our farm. We've had them here before. Yes. Um, and had somebody else manage them. They left their honey equipment here. And so we do have some hives that they're not complete hives. So we'd have to do some maintenance on them and bring them in. But the big thing is, is that the honeybees would be my problem because Rich is allergic to honeybees. Oh no. I'm not sure I want to bite off that chunk chunk. of... (laughs) Because then you'll be calving this next spring and summer too. Yes. And so I'm not exactly sure, but it is something that we are considering doing. If you as a listener have any ideas or reassurances for me that I can actually handle doing bees, I do not like to get stung. I am yeah, <laughs> I'm not a fan of being stung by anything. If you have some information or you do bees and um, you could help me out, figure this out, that would be absolutely marvelous. Places to research. Yes. Good sites to research. Yes. And other than that... Um, Jamie and I would both like to thank you for yes. um, joining us for this podcast. I hope you learned something um, since flu season is upon us. Yep. And uh, maybe you can add a few things to your arsenal that uh, Jamie suggested I'm here. Always, I'm, I'm always willing, even if you have suggestions, that this is what we do. Yeah. You know, We'd I, love to hear what you guys do. Yeah. yeah. To, to add it to my list of things to do because it's like... You're, you're, when you're in, in the mix of doing it, you're like, oh, where's my list? I can't remember what I used to do. Right, right. What have I done in the past? Yes, exactly. So it's, it's always good to have an open conversation and yep. learn something from somebody else. So with that, I'd like to thank PicoSupply.com for sponsoring our podcast. Thank you for joining us. So until next time. Put some kefir on it. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Homestead Podcast's latest episode. Your hosts, Carol Radke and Jamie Kappis, are Two Gals Homesteading. To learn more, go to twogalshomesteading.com or the Two Gals Homesteading Facebook page at facebook.com slash twogalshomesteading. Editing, audio production, and marketing of the Homestead Podcast is the responsibility of Media Trends X. The Homestead Podcast is an audio product of Media Trends X, a limited liability company, based in Minnesota, USA.